Let's open with a word of prayer, and then we'll jump into Psalm 107. Heavenly Father, this evening we rejoice that there is a Redeemer. And we rejoice in the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. Even as we gather here this evening, we gather not in order to store up merit or to gain anything with you, but we gather in the hope of the gospel. We gather motivated by what you have done for us in Jesus Christ. Even as we mourn with Steve Stout over the loss of his wife, Shirley, we do not mourn as those who do not have hope. For in Christ, we have hope. In Christ, we know that her faith is now sight. And we rejoice in that with Steve. And pray that you would be with him in these coming days and weeks, that you would give him peace that passes understanding, that he would be reminded of the hope that he has in Christ. Heavenly Father, we pray for the Newmans as well. Uh, even this evening, as right now Dr. Newman is teaching a module, even this several weeks as they are um, teaching up in Carroll, as they have a busy schedule coming up on the road, as I know that they have got to be getting worn down from all the travel, as I know their hearts are probably aching and ready to jump into the ministry that you have called them to, I pray that you would help them to see even their deputation as ministry. I pray that you would comfort them, give them strength and peace and wisdom. And we pray that you would provide the finances that they need to get settled to begin this ministry that you have called them to of safe um, haven ministry with Baptist admissions. We pray this evening as we turn our attention to Psalm 107 that you would work in each one of our hearts through your word, that you would encourage us and challenge us, and that you'd be honored in all that we say and do. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Psalm 107. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy and gathered out of the lands from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a desolate way. They found no city to dwell in, hungry and thirsty. Their soul fainted in them. And they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. And he led them forth by the right way that they might go to a city for a dwelling place. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. Those who sat in darkness and in the shadow of death, bound in affliction and irons, because they rebelled against the words of God and despised the counsel of the Most High, therefore he brought down their heart with labor. They fell down and there was none to help. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death, and broke their chains in pieces. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. 
for he has broken the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron in two. Fools, because of their transgression and because of their iniquities, were afflicted. Their soul abhorred all manner of food, and they drew near to the gates of death. And they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. He sent word, his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. Those who go down to the sea in ships, who do business on great waters, they see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. For he commands and raises the stormy wind, which lifts up the waves of the sea. They mount up to the heavens. They go down again to the depths. Their soul melts because of trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man and are at their wit's end. Then they cry out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brings them out of their distresses. He calms the storm so that its waves are still. Then they are glad because they are quiet. So he guides them to their desired haven. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them exalt him also in the assembly of the people and praise him in the company of the elders. He turns rivers into a wilderness and water springs into dry ground a fruitful land into barrenness for the wickedness of those who dwell in it. He turns a wilderness into pools of water and dry land into water springs. There he makes the hungry dwell that they may establish a city for a dwelling place and sow fields and plant vineyards that they may yield a fruitful harvest. He also blesses them and they multiply greatly and he does not let their cattle decrease. When they are diminished and brought low through oppression, affliction, and sorrow, he pours contempt on princes and causes them to wander in the wilderness where there is no way. Yet he sets the poor on high, far from affliction, and makes their families like a flock. The righteous see it and rejoice, and all iniquity stops its mouth. Whoever is wise will observe these things, and they will understand the loving kindness of the Lord. As we turn to Psalm 107, it is actually the first psalm in book five of the Psalms, the fifth and final book of the Psalms, from Psalm 107 to 150. And really one of the themes that you'll notice as we work our way throughout all of these Psalms here in book five of the Psalms is a return to, to the focus and the hope of King David that God will fulfill the promise that he has made that someone from the line of David will sit on the throne that a kingdom is coming it's been a theme throughout book 1 and 2 and then book 3 and 4 kind of backs away from that and book 5 really comes back and focuses on that once again and so here we jump into book 5 beginning here with Psalm 107. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. 
This is really the the theme of this song, the goodness and the mercy of the Lord. In fact, as you work your way through this psalm, all throughout, we see this situation in which these people sinned and rebelled against the Lord and they got themselves into this situation. They cried out to God and he responded and he delivered. All throughout the psalm, you see a situation, you see deliverance, and you see praise. So it starts here with this opening few verses of praise, verses 1 to 3. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Why? Because he is good. It's a simple thing that we often say to one another, God is good. Or what's the, the little ditty that we repeat to each other? Uh, God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. But there's deep theological truth and hope in those three words. God is good. May those not be three words that we just utter without stopping to think of the hope that is there, that we serve a God who is good. His mercy endures forever. It knows no end. And that is good because we are utterly helpless and sinful. And yet his mercy is even greater. It endures forever. Therefore, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Likely, Psalm 107 is written uh, in the context of exile. And so really, that, that psalm, even that, that saying, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, that is not light. What the psalmist is here saying is, is even you Israelites in exile, there is no shame in being identified with God. You who are His, even in exile, say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I am redeemed. I am his and he is mine. Even in exile there is no shame. Only hope. Whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. And gathered out of the lands from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south. Now that's an interesting thing there. This deliverance that the psalmist is looking for is more than just a deliverance from Babylon. He's really looking ahead to an ultimate deliverance, a greater deliverance. He is going to gather us not just from Babylon, he's going to gather us from the ends of the earth, from east and west and north and south, wherever his people have been scattered. He has not forgotten the promises that he made to Israel. To Abraham and to David. And he will gather his people. It's really this greater deliverance. This future kingdom. This this hope that they have. That God will deliver his people and gather them together. That then becomes the subject of this psalm. Evidence that there is a greater deliverance is coming is seen in these smaller deliverances that we then develop through this psalm. How do we know that our God can do this? That he can deliver his people from the hand of the enemy? 
How do we know that he is Redeemer? Because he has redeemed. Because he has delivered. Starting in verse 4, with wilderness wanderings. They wandered in the wilderness in a desolate place. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted within them. It's a hopeless situation and they cry out to the Lord in their trouble. And he delivered them. Because he is a deliverer. He led them forth by the right way that they might go to a city for a dwelling place. This causes the psalmist to burst out into praise. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Don't overlook it. Don't miss it. Speak of it. If you are the redeemed of the Lord, say so. Give thanks for his goodness. For he is the one who satisfies the longing whole soul and fills the hungry with goodness. It's not just in the wilderness, it's even in prison bondage. Verses 10 and following. Those who sat in darkness in the shadow of death, bound in affliction and irons. Well, why do they find themselves in this situation? It's a hopeless situation. They are, they are bound, they're in darkness, they're in the shadow of death. Why? Because they rebelled against the words of God. They despised the counsel of the Most High. Don't you see? This is their fault. They are sinners separated from a holy God. They deserve judgment. They are the ones who rebelled. And the Lord responded. He brought down their heart with labor. They fell down and there was none to help. And that just as it is their own sin and foolishness that got them into this situation, it is God's mercy that gets them out. Then they, they who had rebelled against the Lord, they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. Do you know what? He didn't ignore them. But he saved them out of their distresses. He delivered them. Why? Because he is a deliverer. He's a redeemer. He's a God of loving kindness. He brought them out of darkness in the shadow of death. He broke their chains in pieces. Once again, oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness. For his wonderful works to the children of men. He has broken the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron in two. It doesn't stop there. But even in suffering and sin, fools, because of their transgression, again, note that, because of their transgression, because of their iniquities, they're afflicted. This is their own doing. Their souls abhorred all manner of food and they drew near to the gates of death. And yet they, those whose transgressions and iniquities have caused this affliction, cried out to the Lord in their trouble. And he saved them out of their distresses. 
He sent his word. He healed them. He delivered them from their destruction. Why? Because he is a deliverer and a redeemer and a God of loving kindness. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them, let them respond by sacrificing the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. Again, going all the way back to verse 2, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Declare his works. Verse 23 takes us out to sea. Those who go down to sea in ships, who do business on great waters. The language here is he talks about these, these winds and these waves who rise and they fall. It almost takes you in your mind to being right there with them. Verse 27, they reel to and fro. They stagger like a drunken man. They're at wit's end. And yet they cry out to the Lord in their trouble. And he brings them out of their distresses. He calms the storm so that the waves are still then they are glad because they are quiet. And not only does he calm them, but he, draw, he, he guides them to their desired haven. Why? Because he is a deliverer and a redeemer and a God of loving kindness. Oh, the man would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them, again an invitation, let them exalt him also in the assembly of the people and praise him in the company of elders. Again, just like we saw in verse 22, pointing all the way back to verse 2, a call here to let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Praise him in the assembly, in the company of the elders. Verse 33 to, to 42, really to 43, to the end of the psalm, really kind of brings it to a close. This deliverer, this a God, this is what he is like. He's a God who works all things for his purposes. He's a God of judgment, as we see in verse 33 and 34. He turns rivers into wilderness and the water springs into dry ground. A fruitful land into barrenness for the wickedness of those who dwell in it. There's judgment for those. Judgment for the wicked. But verse 35 to really verse 42 is the complete opposite. Whereas in verse 33, he turns rivers into wilderness and water springs into dry ground. In verse 35, he turns a wilderness into pools of water and dry springs into water springs. He makes the hungry dwell that they may establish a city for a dwelling place and sow fields and plant vineyards that they may yield a fruitful harvest. He blesses them that they may multiply greatly and he does not let their cattle decrease when they are diminished and brought low through oppression, affliction, and sorrow. He pours contempt on princes. He causes them to wander in the wilderness where there is no way. Yet he sets the poor on high, 
far from affliction and makes their families like a flock. The righteous see it and rejoice, and all the iniquity stops its mouth. You really see that in these last several verses, he's a God of reversals. You have the wicked who, who were thriving. Their rivers are turned into wilderness. Their water springs into dry ground. The righteous, their wilderness is turned into water, and their dry land is turned into water springs. The princes are brought low. The poor are, rised, are raised up. And the righteous see it and rejoice. And all iniquity stops its mouth. So whoever is wise, observe these things. It's a call to contemplate the examples and the lessons of this psalm. Look back over this psalm and see a God of deliverance. See a Redeemer who is good. See his loving kindness. See a God who takes those who rebel against him those who are in the depths, even in the shadow of death, because of their own sin. And yet they cry out to the Lord and see a God who in mercy delivers them. Whoever is wise will observe these things, and they will understand the loving kindness of the Lord. He's a God of mercy and love and patience and goodness. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness, for his wonderful works to the children of men. This psalm is really a psalm of hope for all those who trust in the Lord. And it is an invitation to cry out to the Lord. It's an invitation to, to cry out to the Lord and, and even to cry out to those around you that I am redeemed. Let me tell you about my deliverer. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness. Oh, that you and I who know that goodness of God, that we would not hesitate to speak of it. Oh, that we would praise him for his wonderful works to the children of men. It's an invitation to praise the Lord. It's an invitation to, to, to proclaim his goodness to those around us. And secondly, not only is it an invitation to, to cry out to the Lord, it's an invitation, uh, a reminder to praise the Lord, even as we just saw. It's a psalm of hope for all who trust in the Lord. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So even as we go to our, take some prayer requests this evening, let us keep that in mind. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Even as we are taking prayer requests, maybe let's sprinkle in some praises. Let us even tonight give thanks to the Lord for his goodness, to his wonderful works to the children of men.